and welcome to our first Soccer Team podcast. My name is Magda and I am the Senior Creative Designer here at Soccer Team. Um, as you may know, we have recently released our new collection of resources titled Public Sector Digital Trends. So today I will be speaking with Joss Kreis, who will tell us more about the project. So Joss, hello, how are you today? Hi, <laughs> nice to be here Magda, very good, thank you very much. That's great. Great to have you. Um, can't wait to um, tell everyone about the collection. So uh, could you please tell us a bit about you and your role at Socketim? OK, well, I've been working with Socketim for quite a long time now. Um, I'm a past president of Socketim. I'm uh, currently um, an associate director. Um, but I've been involved as a member for many years as a past uh, CDO and CIO in local government. Uh, in fact, I originally set up the local CIO council. Wow. Um, but I left uh, I left full time employment and took up um, independent consultancy. I run my own consultancy business, helping public and private sectors uh, on digital topics. I speak mm -hmm. at conferences uh, and I also do non-exec director work, particularly in health and central government. Wow, that's uh, quite a portfolio there. <laughs> um, so going back to um, the collection itself, uh, what I wanted to do first is just kind of explain to our listeners what we mean by a collection. So as you all might know, Soccer Team Digital Trends uh, Predictions has a long history at Soccer Team. We've been producing these at the beginning of the year for some time now. And we used to release them as research papers, but this year we decided to make the project bigger and better. So instead of creating static PDFs, as we usually would, we decided to make this into an interactive online collection of content and resources, which means that all the information is, of course, easily accessible in neat sections and is presented in the form of HTML pages, making it much easier to consume for everyone. So, Joss, uh, could you tell us about how did you get involved with the soccer team team working on this project? Well, I, I've, I've worked on trends, the trends report for Soccer Team for uh, quite a few years now. Um, and I got involved really when uh, I think collectively we felt that predictions about digital and technology impact for the public sector was a bit of a gap in the market. There were, mm -hmm. there were lots of pundits, lots of people writing reports, but often there are vested interests which might be about promoting particular technologies or, or uh, enthusiasm about those technologies. <laughs> Um, or it comes from particular practitioners that are not really close enough to the sector. Uh -huh. So the difference here is that this is written for and largely by CIOs and CDOs working in the public sector and particularly in local government about what it really is like at the ground level using technologies to transform public services. Yeah, and that's very important, isn't it, to kind of get that, get that information straight from the source from the people who you are trying to help. That sounds uh, like exactly what the public sector needs. So could you tell us exactly who the digital trends are aimed at? Well, they're largely aimed at digital and IT leaders in local government, but certainly not exclusively. Um, basically, we want anyone who's associated with digital trans uh, transformation in the public sector to find value in these. And indeed, the private sector as well, if they're involved in supporting digital change uh, programs. And one of the advantages of the collection structure that you described is that you can pick and choose the bits that are particularly relevant to you and to your role. Yes, exactly. As you, the listeners might uh, have noticed recently, we have been making a lot of um, changes at Soccer Team, trying to make everything much more consumable for everyone. So hopefully this collection itself and the content and the way it's structured is going to be really, really helpful to everyone in public and private sector, as you said. 
Um, so, when producing the latest collection, how did you get the information and who did you actually speak to? <laughs> yeah, well, this is the challenging bit. It, it always takes me a lot longer to do this piece of work than, than <laughs> I expect. Um, I, I speak with lots of Socketin members, chief executives. I've got a network of private sector suppliers. Um, there's a variety of sources of material on the Internet. Conferences are really quite helpful, uh, published papers. I've also got a trusted group of professionals uh, across well across the world working with Socketim, the, the, the uh, major cities of Europe, uh, Elgin, Victor, uh, and of course, the, the LCOC is very helpful. Uh, perhaps particularly important, there's a small group of uh, people at the heart of Socketim who provide critical editorial and sense checking challenge. Um, all in all, it takes me about four months to produce the report. Wow, that's that's a long time, but it just proves how how important and, and how big a piece it is, how much it means to the public sector, all this information gathered over such a long period of time. So um, since you've been talking to so many different people in so many different sources and so on, I'm guessing there must have been some responses that really surprised you and might surprise our listeners. Yes and no. I mean, it's it's always difficult to be sure about surprises. You, you, you go into a piece of research like this with some um, preconceived ideas that you need to park. Um, and, and generally speaking, there were not a lot of big surprises, but there were two things that did stand out, which, you know, we've, we've made pretty clear in the, in the reports, actually. One is much less talk about COVID. People are still outside this arena talking about the impact of, of you know, new new ways of working, model offices and so on. There was much less about that and much more about whole system change, about how local government needs to engage with the health sector uh, and in, 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 in other ways in order to solve some of the complex public sector challenges, resource based and non-resource based that they face. There's also there was also less about exciting new technologies. You know, people weren't talking about chat GPT, Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies and things like that. They were talking about how to use existing technologies such as artificial intelligence, IoT and so on in innovative ways uh -huh. that would help to continue the digital change that was initiated by by COVID. That's quite interesting. Um, I have been actually using ChatGPT myself uh, for the last few weeks, um, and I was wondering about the, you know, the impact of that on, you know, the the the, the normal person um, as well as uh, the public sector. So I, it's actually quite interesting to hear that not many of them were really focusing on that. Well, they were focusing on artificial intelligence, and clearly yeah. this this links, you know, open chat uh, AI tools, I think, are going to be important. They're yes. already used in a whole range of applications that we, we yes. know and we've reported on before. Social care is an example of that. Uh, frontline um, customer service uh, applications. I think that will increase, but it's a sort of a, a continuing trend rather than anything that is particularly new, with uh -huh. the exception of things like chat GPT, which I think opens up a whole new avenue of yes. possibilities for the public. Uh, yes. But the way you harness that, I think, is going to take another 12 to 18 months, really, to begin to mature. Wow, it's quite a long process, isn't it? But it's also very exciting, uh, which brings me on to the next question. So we know that local authorities are facing a tough time, but you say in the collection that there is optimism. And why is that? 
Yeah. Um, uh, to be fair, that I always find a lot of optimism. I mean, there are there are immense challenges facing CIOs and CDOs at the moment in the public sector. It, it is definitely tough out there. Uh, and we, we talk a lot in our analysis about the external factors that are adding enormous pressure on not just public bodies, but particularly digital programs and the expectation from those. Uh, my view is that if you work as a CIO and a chief digital officer in the public sector, you relish a challenge. It is not for the faint hearted. I don't think it ever has been. Um, they're often struggling to make the connection between technology, the opportunity and public services for benefits in quantifiable terms. Um, I think COVID has helped with that. It has created a better uh, environment for digital to be at the forefront of policy and uh, investment, but it's definitely it is definitely challenging uh, as well. Uh, but I, I, I honestly think CIOs are quite excited about the possibility. Certainly, the ones I spoke to, um, daunted perhaps, but excited. Yeah, I mean, there is um, from my point of view. Um, as somebody who is not really involved with the public sector as such, um, that the change is definitely visible. Uh, I can definitely feel it. And I think COVID has really kind of pushed us over that edge where we kind of, I'm in an hourring and stuff like that. And then COVID came and we had to make the change and it's really um, pushed innovation forward so much. Um, and to me, I think the future looks very, very exciting. Uh, and as you said, very hard for the public sector leaders, but I think very, very exciting. Yeah, and it, it's very much on the agenda of chief executives, politicians, yeah. policy leaders. It's not just now seen as an IT problem. Yes, exactly. Um, so um, if you were working in a local authority in digital innovation, how would this report or this collection help you specifically? Well, I'd like to think I'd like to think it helps at two levels. Firstly, there's there's I would think quite a lot of reassurance that what you are grappling with um, is shared elsewhere, not just in the UK, but but globally for public sector leaders. The things that we found in New Zealand were very similar to the things that we found in Europe and in the UK, for example. So some reassurance there. I think secondly, I hope it provides a firm basis for internal conversations about why these things are a priority to help CIOs in the conversations, for example, with HR, with finance, policy teams, customer service leaders in, in particular. And, and of course, you know, as I mentioned, uh, politicians. So we've got you know, references and quotations, benefits equations and so on, which can be used from that report in your internal conversations. And the, the high level infographic, if nothing else, might help to spread the word in the organisation about why this really matters. Yeah, and that's so important, isn't it? When you're trying to drive change, um, you have to have these kind of um, case studies and these um, these set um, numbers and uh, data to be able to um, support what you're trying to do. So, um, yeah, I think having all of that in one place in this collection is going to definitely make a big, big difference for anyone trying to drive those changes within their own sectors. Yeah, and it's one of the reasons, as I say, why the collection approach rather than a PDF is yes. is so much more helpful. Exactly. Yeah, you can literally just pick and choose whichever section you want to share with your team, and that's definitely going to be very helpful. So you mentioned the politicians um, in your previous answers. So do elected councillors need to pay attention to the findings, or is it just for officers? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, I, I've been doing some separate work with the local government association on 
um, supporting councillors as digital leaders. They have a programme uh, which uh, Sokotim, I think, have been involved in. Um, it, it shows very clearly why local politicians in particular need to be at the heart of digital policy making uh, and risk governance. Uh, we've said this for a long time, particularly in some of the Socratum analysis on things like um, cyber resilience for communities. They, they really need to be um, involved in this work, particularly around digital benefits, digital risk, investment opportunities, um, inclusivity of the way in which digital solutions are, are developed. So I hope the report is written in a way that is relevant to elected, counsel, uh, elected councillors in particular, uh, but particularly those who've got a, you know, a portfolio interest in digital benefits. So um, I have a bit of a hard question for you now. If you could make a change across the local government based on the findings of your report, what would it be? Uh, wouldn't that be nice? I would just love to either have a magic wand or a really big stick. Um, <laughs> the obvious answer is around capacity, capability and available resources for um, local government in particular and digital programmes specifically. But actually, I think my uh, my biggest ask would be around governance, um, bringing together technology, digital and wider service policy setting rather than seeing these as separate. I think there's been some real progress which we highlight in the report uh, around this with the with the DDAT function uh, making I think a big a big difference but there's more that I think can be done uh, to ensure that we have a whole system approach particularly between local government and related local public services such as health. Um, if I wanted to change anything um, I probably want to change more in central government to be honest, okay. in order to help local digital delivery. Yes, yeah, so that would be great in the ideal world, wouldn't it? Um, but of course, we um, have to stick to what we can actually practically do. Um, so um, I guess what I want to ask you now is what words of support can you offer to the digital officers working across the local government right now? Um, hang on in there i think <laughs> i mean it really is tough at the moment uh you know i had a lot of conversations about the challenges around culture and business change more than technology with our digital leaders uh, but the potential and the needs for digital trans to transform our, our public services to protect our public services let alone to improve delivery has never been greater and there are a range of new technologies out there and new IT applications that really are revolutionary in how they can be applied and positively impact public services. So although it's tough, the opportunities are enormous um, and the impact that CIOs and CDOs can have on public services has never been greater. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much for these words of encouragement, Joss, and for talking to me and really explaining what this collection is about. Um, I think it's such a great piece of work. Um, it can really, really help anyone, like you said, in public and private sector. So I really hope that after listening to this podcast, uh, you're going to have a read and I'm sure your socks will be blown off. <laughs> so <laughs> you can find the collection in our resource hub. Um, it's called the Public Sector Digital Trends. If you just head over to the resource hub and the collections tab, it will be there, but it's also on the featured page. So yeah, make sure you go and visit. And if you have any comments or or, um, any feedback or any thoughts at all, make sure you email us. Uh, we'll be very, very glad to hear uh, what you have to say. 
Thank you very much, Jos, for joining me thank today. You, yeah, thank great you. to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah, you too. And yeah, thank you very much and have a great day.